Africa is where the best creatives live. And so we need to keep sharing our work with the world. Put it out there. Share it with the world. Welcome to Africa Design, the show that takes African design to the world. Brought to you by Nairobi Design Week. I'm Adrian Ankoviak. On this episode with Daniel Ampofa, we discuss design mentors. Nanakidia is an identity designer here in Ghana. At the time, he was one of the people who really shared a lot of his work, could look at it and then love the work that he had done. Ghanaian creative talent, Beyonce music videos, the future of designers in society, and much more. He's the founder of Dex Ghana and Dex Atmosphere, a design community and education conference. He's the creative director of 93 Studios, a VP at Hack Lab Foundation, and a design writer at his own website, IamDanielAmpafo.com, where he covers topics such as working for exposure and how to start in design. At the end of the show, you'll get to enjoy Top of the Morning, a song by Clef and Bandana. Head to NairobiDesignWeek.com for more episodes of the show and follow us for daily community updates. Thank you for joining us, first of all, Daniel. It's been it's been a few weeks since we last chatted, I think, and, and decided to have this have this podcast episode. So it's it's been nice going over your content and listening to all the episodes and so on. Thank you. Ah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And just the change of circumstances, you know, because of the coronavirus. So how has how has that affected you and your community? So. I mean, coronavirus came with its um, positives and its negatives. I mean, even though the negatives outweigh the positive, because I mean, for a lot of us, it kind of brought a stop to some of the things that we were doing. Um, especially when you take a look at even the event we wanted to organize. The negative was that we were not able to have a physical um, event, but the positive was that we are able to have people outside of Ghana join our event this year and even have moderators and speakers from outside the country uh, join the, the, the edition this year. So I think that COVID has, um, has had um, a lot of negatives. Um, in terms of business, I can say that for a number of creatives that I know, it has been a really good season for them, considering that um, a lot of businesses have been trying to take their, their business online. And so the need for more creatives and designs and, and photos and videos and all of that has, have become very instrumental in, 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 this, in this season. So I know for a number of creatives, they, are, they, are, they have been, even though things haven't been good, they have been super excited because they, they are getting a lot of projects and also the opportunity for a lot of them to be working from homes, from their homes. And I know a lot of creatives are masters of this. Working from home is a thing that a lot of creative people do. So I think that even though it's, it has had its negatives, um, there have been some positive sides to this, um, uh, this whole situation. Yeah, absolutely. It's good that you're you're saying that as well. I was on a call just this week with creatives, designers all across the world, and someone from Russia said that the feedback from their community was that working from home is proving, you know, to be something something positive for them. Yeah. Yeah, so so for many people, it seems that there hasn't been much change or maybe there's just been more emphasis on remote working. Exactly. You, you just talked about your, your festival and your conference this year. So I'd love to know more. Tell us about Dex Ghana and 
and what it is, why it exists, uh, and what you do. Okay, so I'll take you back to a few years ago and kind of share the, the journey of how DEX came about and what we are trying to achieve. So for me in particular, I mean, I graduated the university BSc in physics. That's, that's, a, that's a surprising part. I actually um, graduated as a physics student. And as a physics student, right from year one, and even before entering the university, I had been so, so excited about how things look and how things appeared and the beauty of things. And so that was what led me into um, design. I think I, I, I shared I share a, a story like that on my personal blog that I set up and um, why I even decided to, to start this entire um, process. And um, with this journey as a physics student who was trying to find my space within design, I mean, I came across a community called Artminded. I mean, for Artminded, I was mentioning it everywhere um, I go. And Artminded kind of um, opened and exposed me to other designers, some really, really good guys who... I kind of contributed to how how well I got when it comes to design. And I mean, you share your work with the team, they, they, they critique it, and then you go back, work on it. You share the critique it, go back and then work on it. And, and then it starts to sharp, shaping how good I got when it, when it comes to design. And so along this journey, I mean, a lot of creatives, we like to work from out of coffee shops and all of that. So I, I started working out of a coffee shop when I was done with uni meeting clients, doing doing some design work here and there. And then sometimes at a coffee shop, I'll have a few friends who'd, who'd pass by. And then when they do pass by, we sit down and then we have a very long conversation about design in Ghana, talking about creative work, talking about each other's work and all of that. And they were very exciting and insightful times um, for, for all of us. I mean, sometimes we could sit there for three, four, five hours just talking design and all of that. And so at a point, we realized that these were conversations that were Fruitful. I mean, every one of us left um, these small gatherings very energized and very charged to keep doing more. And that is where we decided that, okay, no, we we're going to start something that is going to bring us designers together. For some people who are self-taught, like myself, and I had friends who were, were in design school, I mean, who were studying design as, as their degree program, and I picked a lot of nuggets from them. So we thought that, okay, it would be a good idea to have, I mean, a physical gathering of all of the guys we had in Artminded and a few of our other design friends, I mean, for all of us to kind of come together and then just extend these conversations that we were having. And so, I mean, I sat down with a few friends. I said, hey, Charlie, let's, let's, let's get this um, Let's get this on the on the on the road, and then start uh, this small meetup, and then start the discussions and all of that. So we sat down, we developed all of the creatives, and because we we're designers, uh, that came to us easy. We sat down, developed the full um, identity for Dex Ghana, and we called it Dex Ghana because all we wanted to do was to create experiences for designers, and so um, we called it Dex, uh, which stood for uh, Design Experience. And without when we created the artworks, we set up the social media pages. And we said, okay, we're going to share this amongst a few of our friends and then just have about 30 people in a very small coffee shop and then create these conversations on this. And, and then, I mean, just chat. Now, when we put 
out the artworks, this is where we were hit with a surprise and realized that we set up the event. On, a lot of people started saying, hey, I want to attend, I want to attend. And so we decided, okay, then let's just set it up on Eventbrite and then have people register to attend. And with Eventbrite, we could put a cap on the number of people. So we set a cap of 30. And in 24 hours, the 30 slots were full. So And it was exciting. We talked to the team. Okay, guys, what do we do about this? Um, because we don't even have a very huge place for this. And so we decided to extend it by an additional 10. In some few minutes, the 10 slots had been taken as well. And we decided to extend it again by another 20. And then those slots were full as well. In the end, on the very first, on the on the day of the, of the meetup, we had about over 120 people showing up. And we and from the conversations and then the, the networking that we had, we realized that this was something the community needed because more people wanted to connect with others. I mean, people on that day, people met people they had been following on Instagram and social and on other social media platforms for the first time and they were super excited i mean people walked up to me telling me that oh, i have been following you on social media and i love your works and i like you to you to look at some of the stuff i've been doing and it was a great platform for, for a lot of us it gave us so many memories and we decided okay then and from the event people said you need to be organizing this more often i mean every three months you should organize this every three months you should organize this and we said okay let's give it a shot so in two or three months later we decided to organize another one and the number grew we had over 300 people showing up it was quite big and um, but i mean because it was self-funded we after that event we thought about it and said this this thing could grow it could grow beyond um it could grow beyond us. And so we need to kind of sit down and then look at all of the other things that we can do about it and think about it very well. And so we decided to make it an annual conference or annual design festival rather than the very uh, small meetups. And also so that we are able to kind of prepare adequately for it and also have some really, really good system to make it work. And and then with the next event, we had over 600 people show up. That has been the event we did last year. I mean, this year, the idea was to even go bigger and have over over a thousand people was our target. But then because of COVID now, it has to be online. So we know it's, it's definitely going to be more than that so that is the that is the story behind dex and um, it has been it has been a really good experience so far we have been able to build different verticals from Dex Ghana and even looking at extending it beyond those verticals nice it really it really seems like you've got a very vibrant and young community and everyone seems to to be enjoying it i've you know the images and the, the videos yeah. and it's got a very kind of energetic vibe to it especially as well the brand identity which I'll, I'll ask you about in a bit yes but so so considering you've got quite a young community and you've mentioned mentors already had had quite an influence on you and and also on on your podcast you mentioned mentors quite often so who are the mentors who have influenced you and helped you develop? For me in particular, one of the main reasons why we decided to set this up was because of this very same uh, question. So in Ghana, um, one of the, I mean, for designers in general, a lot of designers like to kind of hide in their own uh, small shells and, and silos. For me, I, I can say that the very the, the greatest of mentors that have that really influenced my journey were the circle of friends in the art-minded WhatsApp group that I had. Those became like the immediate mentors that I had for this entire journey. 
and then and then and then there was uh Nakidia as an identity designer here in Ghana at the time he was one of the people who really shared a lot of his work online I mean he, he, he was one of who really put a lot of his work out there and then you could look at it and then love the work that he had done and then uh, be inspired to to keep getting and so from for him i used to kind of observe him from afar and then look at a lot of the works that he was doing within my immediate circle there were people like josh ed um, rodney wiggles joel all of these guys were were, were the guys who were part of the arts-minded group um who kind of really inspired the journey so the idea of the text uh, podcast was to kind of pull in these mentors, right? people who have done design in Ghana for a very long time, who have been exposed to a lot of things, but not so many people knew about them. So we were on a, on a fishing mission to kind of find all of these people and then bring them to our events so that people can interact with them. So in our discovery, we met quite a number of people. We met people like Sharon Mills, who had been in the space for quite some time and, and was doing really exceptional uh, work when it comes to design. And, and some of these people kind of, we brought them to our events. We found people like DeGraff Johnson, who is, is who was a design and illustration lecturer. We found people like ben, Benjamin Inyan, people who had gone to the Cannes, Della Avemega, Sunita, Imano Bobiba Pixel, who's a photographer, a well-known photographer in Ghana. And these are the, some of the people that we brought onto the Dexlingo podcast so that people could hear their stories and get inspired. Because anytime you went online to try and find top designers in Ghana, you were not finding some of these people, but they had done really good work. And so we wanted to kind of put them out there so that people would know that when you go to these people, they are the people who can share a lot about the journey of design in Ghana and also be able to kind of help you on your journey. And, and so these people became and have become like mentors to um, all of us. Yeah, that's that's really good. And it's important, very important to have those mentors. And we've really appreciated having mentors from the industry to work yeah. with, with Nairobi Design Week as well. And that that brand identity, you know, it's it's again coming back to it and it's clear that you've taken some of the guidance from from your brand identity mentors. Yeah. The letters of the Dex Ghana logo being used as visual elements and kind of in line with the, the flexible visual identities of, of today so that they can be used as elements on a page and an homage to African patterns as well. Yeah. So... I'd love to know more. What was the process of developing the brand and what does the brand stand for? Yes, so that, that's, that's a really um, exciting question for me. And so I remember on the very day we decided to go with Dex, I sat down and then I thought about what we wanted to achieve in the end. We believed that and the next generation of creatives in Africa were going to kind of change everything for the African continent. And, it's, and, it, has, and it has become very obvious, even from the recent documentary that we saw, a uh, recent um, album by, by Beyonce that we saw. And we believe that the African creative is, is, is going to be a, an instrumental part of, I mean, the future of the world, right? Africa is the future. So in developing this identity, we wanted something that was going to be 
flexible, to be to be fun and exciting. Because yeah, for creative people, where we are not so boring. And in developing this identity, I sat down and then I looked at the letters that we had to deal with. I mean, wanted to go very straight to the point with decks because those were the those were the things that people identify. But we also wanted to play with shapes that could we could easily resonate with. Now in Africa, for a lot of times with African identity systems. African are very, Africans are very fun people, right? Um, I mean, we love our music, we love our dance, we love, we are happy people, we are naturally bubbly. So, I mean, that also formed a fundamental part of this identity that we designed to make sure that whatever we were putting out there were, was something that um, anybody could see and kind of connect with as an African. The excitement of, of African people, the fact that we are always happy, the fact that we are always having fun, the fact that we are always enjoying uh, moments through music, through dance, through entertainment and, and all of that. And those were some of the things that really influenced the identity. So, I mean, the, the, the logo itself, I shared it with a friend who, was, who, who became a part of the team called Ed. And so when Ed saw the identity, he said, wow, I love this. Let me work on the extensive uh, brand elements. And I mean, he picked it up and then he blew it up in terms of playing with the shapes, the patterns, the, the colors and all of that. And it, it really resonated with the two of us because we believe that Africa is a happy place and, uh, we're, and, and Africans are fun. And that is where our identity for the entire Dex Atmos Thank you for that. That's really, really interesting. Clearly, Ghana has quite strong uh, brand identity design and quite a strong brand identity industry. So which design industries from Ghana in particular should the world be paying attention to? And what would you like to see more of from Ghanaian design? <laughs> yeah. So I have, I mean, for, for a period of time that I have been working in this space, just like you're saying, I think that the identity um, design industry in Ghana is a really, really strong one. But one of the um, the industries that I am seeing grow for, for some time now is, is the animation and then the illustration industry here in Ghana. For some time now, we have been seeing some pretty, uh, really good guys emerging in these spaces. I'd say Ed, Ed is one of those people that is really doing well in terms of in terms of animation. There are guys like Eli Dross and Kisiwa, people who are into the digital art space. Um, those, all of those people are doing very well in contributing to the illustration and then the animation space that we have in Ghana. That space has become one of the spaces that I'm honestly really looking up to growing because I believe that is one of the spaces that will be telling some really good African stories. People like Louis Cage have, have really been doing a good work when it comes to to using animations to tell very simple um, African stories. I mean, there was Indigenous Bruce. Indigenous Bruce did an animation on um, Azuma Nelson, and so and 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 premiered it at the at the Silver Bed Cinemas. Those are some of the people. Those are some of the people um, I'm really really rooting for when it comes to design in Africa. I can see how animation is really going to grow in Ghana, and it's a, it's one of the spaces that a lot of these guys are really really doing their best to evolve. I think for the second thing, uh, for me, love that a lot of Ghanaians uh, keep sharing their work. I think that for me, it has always been one of the challenges that I've had with a lot of uh, Ghanaian creatives. For most of them, 
who are doing really, really good work. You don't find them uh, sharing their work. And so that is why Dex became a part of the picture, just to kind of open all of these people up and so that they share their works and they put them out there. I mean, if, um, I mean when it, going back to an, uh, animation, I just remembered one name, Natasha. Natasha is doing really, really good when it comes to illustrations and animations as as well and natasha presented at one of our events she shared her works and and we really really loved it and so for me it's it's more of having the guys the creative guys in ghana put out their work it it is very very important to me that they share um, whatever they are creating to inspire the world and to put ghana and africa in general out there that yeah, this is where some of the best creatives in the in the world live. So I mean, with Dex, for instance, our our vision when we started used to be Ghana, where the best creatives in the world live, and we changed it to Africa, where the best creatives in the world live. So that is our vision. We want people we want people to look at Africa and say yes, this is where the best creatives in the world live. That's uh, really good to know about Ghanaian animation. I'll, I'll look forward to checking some of it out and. And actually, when you mentioned Africa, where the best creatives live, Nairobi Design Week started with, with the, the idea that obviously the, the first people came from Africa, the first humans were African, and the first people to create things were people designing in Africa. So design is made in Africa. Yeah, and I love that. I love that so much. And I think that that, that basically tells the entire story of, I mean, what we also stand for. So I, I love that. I love that. Good, good. So, so tell me more about some of these creatives in your, in your community who need a shout out, who, you know, you've said that more, more Ghanaian creatives need exposure. So who are the ones who need shout outs? <laughs> That's going to be a pretty tall list um, here. That's, That's true. Way. That's true. <laughs> how about you give me, how about you give me either three projects or three designers who are doing something who you've seen re- that are top of your mind right now because they've done something recently. Okay, so I mean, for, I mean, for me, one of the very first people I mean that comes to mind is I, I always mention Ed Ed and Ed Ryan Ed runs uh, Lime and Annie. So Lime and Annie is like a creative uh, studio um, here in Ghana, and and I'll definitely mention Ed first because I mean he brought he brought a lot of life to. Um, the uh, decks in particular, and he has been doing some amazing projects. You can check out Lime Lime X Annie on on social media, and then when it comes to uh, the creative work they are doing, really exceptional. I think that I want to probably hit in different spaces in 3D and animation. In 3D in particular, one of the people that really uh, calls out to me is Aura. Aura is run by Ewusiwa Ewusiwa, and um, I think Seram. They are really really doing amazing when it comes to 3D design. And, and so they are one of the groups of people that also uh, really calls out to me. And then I like to kind of give a shout out to for all of the amazing work that they are doing in the, in the creative space here in Ghana. And maybe I'll add just one more person. Maybe, okay, wait, so I'll add Josh. Well, yeah, I'm being biased. I'm mentioning my friends because, yeah, I love their works. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Josh also really calls out to me. Uh, I mean, he, he runs a YouTube channel. And a lot of people can, can check it out. Uh, Joshua Cleopas, he does film. Um, 
he does uh, photography and he does design so pretty pretty diverse but really really good and oh, i mentioned one last person that is pretty good and um, he also kind of is very very diverse in a lot of spaces and yes he so he also has kidako online he does film he does 3d animations as well and he's also one of the people that I'll, i'd love to give a shout out to and these people i mean i'm i'm, I'm shouting out to these people because yeah, they are also groups of people who really inspire me when it comes to design and their work are all over social media i'm sure when you check their names out you'd love you'd love what you see awesome so you you'll send me the the details and we'll put them into the description for the podcast perfect share the links to your website awesome so so you have a big education emphasis as we've talked about already yeah and you've talked about things like current degrees being too long and other things about how you might envision a a design education system mm-hmm. so what would be you know at this stage because our, our thoughts evolve and change but at this stage what would you envision a dream design education curriculum to be okay so well i, I mean i mean we had a conversation um on a topic like this with with a woman called farah farah, farah used to be the hod for graphic design department in in a school in ghana and a few things that um she talked about really really uh, stood out for me i really really um, enjoyed the conversation and yeah and then and with that conversation she highlighted a few things uh, that really caught my attention about the fact that design education should be very practical and um for for everybody to be able to kind of enjoy an education like that for a lot of times in our minds we think that a design education should teach you every single thing that you have to know right for many people the practicality of 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 a design education should really really involve industry expertise so that when you finish designing and you go out there you are able to kind of fit within industry in general and and one of the things that in the conversation uh, really uh, stood out for me was that one of the reasons why i mean they allow students to intern with agencies and and design and, and creative spaces was was because they wanted to allow for students to be open and exposed to industry as well and so so that while the school is doing their part in doing maybe the theory and the other practical parts the agencies and then the creative studios would take care of um, being able to kind of help them fit into the creative industry and then the creative spaces and so for me i think that so far even though the work that is being done isn't still where we wanted to get to yet i think that it's a good start because here in ghana for almost everyone who is in design school you are actually forced it is it is compulsory for you to do some internship with a creative space and then that and then that's able to balance um, what you are learning in academia and the experience that you get in industry yeah absolutely so so as a as a designer yourself what are some of the projects that have pushed you creatively Whew. <laughs> that that's that's a good one i mean i think one of the projects that has pushed me creatively is a project that i'm still working on right now and, and unfortunately i might not even be able to share full details but i think that one of the there there's a second to that project is another project that i worked on for a digital um, library um, 
business that, that's called Pebby Cups and, and Pebby Cups, what they do is they use, and, and, that, and that happened during this COVID time. So there, the, there used to be a physical library where they used to set up in various schools and then they share, they, they give the, book, the, the kids access to reading books and then they read the books and then they take some quizzes on them and all of these things were done physically. But because of COVID, the entire thing has had to be migrated um, online where the the books were going to be now digital. So they use an online platform to share the books to the kids and the kids read them right from their home. And one of, I mean, it was a very, it was a very daring project because then we had to kind of build right from the identity, developing an identity that is exciting enough to get the attention of the, of the parents and then the kids themselves while they are at home. And then uh, from building the identity, being able to translate that same identity into uh, whatever content that went on to social media and to to create this, the kind of excitement that we wanted to get uh, people to uh, get on board this program. So I could say that, I, I mean, beyond the one that, that I am working on now, uh, Pebby Cup seems to be the, the project that has been, uh, that has really pushed me because it got me to kind of think beyond being just a creative to even thinking as far as being like a digital strategist and content creator to look at some of the the things that would really, really succeed online for the brand. What about some of the challenges you faced with Dex Ghana that you can tell us about? Yes, um, I mean, with Dex Ghana, I can say that I mean, one of the major challenges I think that you do this (laughs) would be funding, right? And also because, I mean, this is more like an, an NGO, and so we are not really running any business out of this. It has been more of trying to help the community grow and get bigger. And so we have been uh, kind of self-financing the entire uh, project and the entire event with, uh, with some support that comes in very rarely. Last year, I mean, last year, Stambik kind of helped us uh, secure a venue. And so that was one of the great uh, contributions to this. But yeah, funding has been the core thing because um, we want to be able to scale some of the activities that we have been we have been doing or we plan on doing. The circles I was telling you about, like the sensors that I was telling you about, all of these are things that we have been looking to scale. One of the major challenges, yes, has been and the funds to kind of organize the initiatives and the programs. And so for some of them, we sometimes have to get creative. We, for, for a series, we did some really cool creative T-shirts and then a, a match. And then and they, they brought in some good money that we used to run some of the initiatives. And beyond um, this challenge is also the fact that because all of us, all of us in the team have our full-time jobs that we do. I mean, sometimes finding the balance in between the two has been one of the challenges. But I think that the goal is huge. Um, the, where we want to get to becomes the ultimate thing that we all look up to. And so we still find ways and means of uh, committing our time to it. That's really interesting. I think a lot of creative organizations, obviously, and, and organizations in general, finding lack of funding to be an issue (laughs) especially at this time Mm. so what about you've mentioned your ambitions for dex so what about some of the the longer term ambitions for what you might imagine to be to be doing in a few years yes so ultimately i mean for us one of the core things that we believe to be in the future for us is to be able to kind of have an influence in design policies in Ghana. 
to be able to kind of control the design space so much so that when the government uh, wants to make any decision that involves design, the government probably wants to redesign something. If it's a 100-year anniversary, the government is looking at design a 100-year anniversary logo, and um, Dex should be in a position to one, either contribute to it or help help with that entire process. I mean, to be able to get to the extent of influencing certain policies that the government is going to carry around, put out there around designers in Ghana, those happen to be our very long-term goals. We want to be able to be in the middle of every conversation that has to do with design in Ghana and ultimately extend it to Africa as well. I mean, of course, with other partners like Nairobi Design Week, uh, to be able to kind of uh, contribute to like I said, ultimately, the very long-term vision is to tell people that here in Africa where there's creative sleep. But in, in our short term, we want to be in the middle of every conversation that has to do with design in Ghana, whether it is from uh, the government or it is from uh, private bodies as well. That is our very long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Again, I think shared ambitions through through many communities it's something i hear from designers uh, from across the world i think designers want a seat at the table don't they exactly and and to get that seat at the table we we have to prove that we deserve to to have it so it's by i guess proving the things that that we're creating are having an impact and showing that impact and being able to communicate it to the people who who need to hear it yeah as well right yeah yeah that, i mean i mean that's very that's very well put so yes um there have, have been these conversations all the time where um, designers want to have um, a seat at the table and it only makes sense because i mean i was just saying earlier this morning that the, the future is design and data. I mean, design is a very instrumental part of our everyday lives. And, and even do, during this COVID season, it made this very, very clear. I mean, everything that was put out there about COVID-19 was probably designed by someone. And so that's how powerful um, design is in this um, era that we live in. And so I'll say that, yes, I mean, having a seat at the table is very instrumental, which means that, I mean, the work has to be done by us. And so that is why, as a matter of fact, one of the things that we are working on is, to, is, is, the, is the circles that we have been looking at having in the various institutions around us, just so that we can kind of start grooming and mentoring designers to have the right attitude and then the right skill and then the ability to even contribute heavily when they are given the seat or when we are given the seat at the table. I mean, you can't ask uh, to have a seat at the table and not be able to contribute anything meaningfully, right? And so we want to, um, through, through these initiatives, be able to kind of groom, groom creatives and also finish them with some of the soft skills that they will require to be able to be a very good contribution. Yeah, absolutely. So, so looking abroad and across the world, are there other countries' design scenes that particularly inspire you? And are there ways that designers work in other countries with governments and other larger entities that really uh, sets an example? Yes, I think that one of the, I mean, also because yes, the US has been has always. In one of the countries that a lot of people kind of look up to. I think that for for me as a designer, 
growing up, they used to be one of the people that one one of the countries that I look up to when it comes to design, in the in the sense that good people like Chris Do who 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 has who also contributed a lot to I mean a lot of designers here in Ghana I mean watch a lot of his YouTube content and I mean he happens to be in the US and so it became the closest country that most of us looked up to when it comes to um, design and how it works in their system and I mean um, so a lot of times we are here analyzing how some of them are getting paid over there how their industries are working how their systems are working, how even the government um, looks at, how even their government looks at design. I think even for them, sometimes they do complain, but I think it's it's way better than it is over here. How they are critical about the, the designs that they put out there, how they pay attention, and, and so how it is so important, to, how design is so important to them. I mean, beyond the U.S., for some time now, I have been trying to kind of... Uh, look within Africa because yes, I got tired of having to always look up to the to the West for um, these things. And then I started looking down at Africa to kind of um, identify how design in Africa is also beginning to look like. And so it's one of the reasons, it's one of the things that actually led me to the Nairobi Design Week to kind of really look out there and then see um, what, what is happening in other African countries in terms of design really wanted to and, and it's it's actually an ongoing thing that i am doing there's an ongoing research that i'm doing trying to really look into africa and then see what countries taking design this whole concept of design let me see personally and put, uh, and are pushing the agenda and i mean when i took a look at nairobi design i was really impressed with all of the work that was being done and I enjoyed it. And Nigeria is also one of the countries that I have been looking at. Um, and I, I've also been loving what they do. I think what I like about them is the fact that, yes, they are really putting a lot of their work out there. And then they are, they are, raising the, they are one of the countries that's really raising the standards um, when it comes to design in Africa. So, yes, it has been Nigeria and it has been Kenya. Those are the two countries. Well, so far, I have been able to kind of dig a little bit into it's really great that you've been been reaching out and that you reached out to us. I'm sure that we've come across Dex Dex Ghana before, but and it's it's interesting that you mentioned Christo because and we've talked about mentors. He seems to be a mentor to an entire industry globally, and you know, that's clearly opened yeah. me the mission. Right, it's one billion creatives. Right, exactly. So definitely, if People haven't yet come across the future and Chris Doe and that that entire team. Then it provides value, and they're literally upping the ante for the entire industry in many countries because the designers who are going to learn from from all of that in the next one, two, and five years and beyond are going to provide more value to their economies. So that's a really great thing. Yes, 100%. And also, I'd like to add that. And so, for, and so for me in particular, I mean, for the next few years, what I'm also looking up to is for other African creatives to kind of also stand out tall and also be able to do stuff like, yeah, the future has been doing. I mean, because especially because, I mean, they have, 
I mean, we have lived in the African system, even though he has a lot of the things that Chris Do shares are, are awesome. I mean, all of us, just like you're saying, he's, he's become like an industry uh, uh, leader. I mean, and he has made very big contributions to almost every every single creative I probably know. Um, I think that I'm also looking forward to having an African, I mean, uh, get to that point where they also become, an, an, um, let me say in quotes, an authority in the design space um, across Africa and also the world as well. So yes, that's one of the things I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Absolutely, same here. And I guess that's what these these podcast platforms are for, aren't they? To allow more people to have a voice yeah. and to hear to hear the stories and to learn from them. Yes. You've mentioned Nigeria as well and and Kenya. Have you had an opportunity to work with designers in other countries in Africa or beyond? In in terms of conversations, yeah, I've had I had some conversations with a number of uh, designers um, outside. Of Africa, but we haven't really worked on any projects um, yet. I'm really, I'm really sure something will be something like that will be happening um, very soon because I'm on a project right now and involve, and it involves um, a Nigerian um, agency. So, well, the possibilities are there are there with this project, but so far I haven't. And I think that yeah, I have been looking at all of these spaces, and I'm hoping that we get to do a lot of collaborations. So, there, so there's one, one of the speakers for Dex Atmosphere this year called Tunji. So Tunji also runs a, 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 a group in Nigeria called Dear Designer. Yes, so, so it's a design community, let me put it that way, called Dear Designer. And he's one of the people I reached out to, to for the edition this year. And He's, he's actually talking on the power of collaboration because, yes, I wanted to open up that conversation about collaborations. And I am really hopeful that uh, that, 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 would, that would open up a lot of uh, conversations about us collaborating with other African countries. Yeah. It's always good to know your, your own community as well mm-hmm. and, and know what, how you can represent Ghana and, and, and help to bring in other people from Ghana when you're going to people who are abroad as well. True. Yeah, but that's a, that's a really good thing. And I'm looking forward to, to the things we're going to be collaborating on as well. Exactly. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really uh, stoked about it. I mean, when I reached out to you, you were very helpful. You were, I mean, you have been helpful so far. I mean, the very first conversation that we had was a really good one. I enjoyed every bit of it and all of the help that you gave. Um, and I am already foreseeing some major collaborations between between us. And I think that this will start us on the journey of kind of bringing all of African creatives together and to collaborate with one another as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And what what are some, going back to your podcast as well, what are, what are some of the most important things you've learned so far from from all of your podcast guests okay i think that i'd say about two or three things really stand out um to me um the very first thing is collaborations i mean so for me because of that i have become a very because someone who is very keen on collaborations uh, collaborations have become very very important to me it's the very first thing that i learned from them the second thing that I learned was the fact that we have to be extremely strategic about the work that we produce. Um, we need to be very strategic about the work we produce. It always has to be. It always has to be something that is more 
functional rather than rather than something that is just of um, your thoughts, especially when you're dealing with clients, because you need to be able to defend the work that you are putting out there. You need to be able to get them to appreciate um, the thought process that went into the work. And so you don't have to be overly emotional about it. I think it's one of the things that I picked from uh, Benjamin Nguyen in particular about, about the fact that yeah, it is important to not get overly emotional about the work that you produce, but be very um, conceptual and be able to defend whatever that you are putting on your design and be able to kind of explain why you have done what you have done and that will be a winner for you. And then the last thing that I would say um, on this has to do with being able to uh, be very, very attentive and be a great learner, especially because on this journey, uh, you, are, you meet so many people along the way and what you can do is, is only pick something from them. So learning is the very important part of this process for any creative at all. Be open to learn and be open to collaborate and also be very, very uh, strategic about the work you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's important, as we always as well say, to share your process. And you mentioned don't get emotional about it because it's, it's not art, it's design, right? It's there to fulfill a brief. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if it was art, then you could just do everything that you want from, right from your heart. Absolutely. That could express more emotion on your part, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and also the, the importance of learning, that, that's true, and, and trying things and doing things. Yes. And we, we keep coming back to the importance of collaboration and <clears throat> perhaps the role of designers as people who, going forward, are, are able to bring together collaborations uh, because through their empathy through their creative problem solving and ability to bring people together. So the, another thing that's on my mind is I was writing recently about the challenges that designers are going to face in the coming years and how their role will change. And specifically, I don't know if you saw recently, Art Lebedev studio in Russia, uh, a really cool design studio, developed an AI designer so who for a year fulfilled client briefs and they they sold them off as a real person to their entire studio apart from a few people well i never heard of that i'd really love it if you could share the link to that with me i'd really want to go check it out <laughs> absolutely I'll, I'll share the link with you they they always do cool things and are pushing but this this really is kind of now showing what the what the opportunities are because some of the tools we have access to already enable us to to do perhaps you could say the basics of you know graphic design or ux so i'm very interested yeah. in hearing how you you as a you know ui ux and graphic designer how do you think designers need to face up to them yes so it's a very interesting question i mean in my design agency um, one of the things that we actually do believe in so it's part of the seven values that we believe in is that um, we actually say ei over ai and we say this because um, for us we believe that um, 
even though AI is going to really do a lot of work in, in design uh, in the future. I mean, just like you're saying, I mean, these days, there are these online platforms that you input all of your details and in the end develops an identity for you. And um, I think that one of the things that human beings can never do without is that is the human touch and is a personal human um, element um, to all of these. I mean, sometimes even the conversations that your clients gets to have with you. I mean, there are days that you could have a client call you and then you discuss business and then they share their ideas with you and then you give, you give feedback on some of the things. And so in the future, it's about designers being more empathetic and being able to provide additional value rather than just the routine process. I mean, for a lot of the projects that I work on, I always tell the clients, as for me, I always give 101% and then the extra 1% is all of the free ideas and thoughts that I share in in addition to whatever I'm doing for them. And so for me, it's it's about the little extra things that you're going to be doing for the clients that um, they will not be getting from any of these things. The little things like the, the checkups, the conversations, the from time to time, checking out on their brands and then coming back to them with feedback, checking on their brands and coming them back to them with ideas. Sometimes these ideas end up even uh, fetching you more, more money because then they end up putting you on that particular project. And so for me, it's about the other things, the little, little things, the personal, the, the, the personal touch, the things that uh, makes you human and, and the conversations. I mean, there are days I speak to clients for about an hour and sometimes we just spent about 10 minutes or 15 minutes just talking about even their work and then I, I listen to uh, what they have to share and then I share my thoughts on all, all, all other things and so these are some of the things that will make a lot of difference when it comes to and also I believe in the power of the human mind I mean and even though AI would, would do a really good job and uh, with a lot of things, the human mind, I have always believed, will supersede certain, uh, certain things that AI might not be able to do. After all, we created it <laughs> anyway. So I think that um, on this, uh, these are my thoughts that, I mean, we, the empire part of us needs to start out a lot at this point. And it's one of the things that will make a major difference for the future of design. Absolutely. And we keep coming back as designers to the word empathy. Mm -hmm. That's why our theme this year is designers for everyone. And design is inclusive, accessible, empathetic, sensual, and open. Yes. Some of the some of the projects we featured this year at the festival and on the platform, like the blind photography project and studio hissies inclusive braille fashion the studio hissy even made custom nairobi design week stickers so we had wow. we had the stickers printed and then they had a braille machine at the festival to make these stickers wow wow well now, now i can't wait to interview you for for our podcast because i'm already loving what i'm hearing oh wow yeah i mean there's there was so much <laughs> we had uh, a lot of amazing exhibitors and well, that and even something like Andre, Andre's art is really, really spectacular. Andre B. Cray, and he he does it with credit cards and old SIM cards, well, and it's it, it's amazing. I, I, I actually just just you know around that theme of design is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Off the top of your heads, have you got any? Would you know any any projects? You mean here in Ghana? Yeah, in Ghana. Yes, I mean, off the top of my head, yes, there there are a few people I I could mention. Well, some of them 
Um, so one of the few people that I would like to talk about is, I mean, Simon. Uh, Simon Simon Chawi is one of the guys I love. I love the work he has been doing, playing around with the um, with African systems, and I I absolutely like. I mean, he creates so many symbols and shapes from from these. Um, there are, there are a couple of other people I know, but um, I'm, I don't really remember the names uh, who are using bottles uh, to create so many impressive impressive works i think some of them i'll be able to share the links um, with you as well and dti dti is run by constance wanika constance wanika does amazing work with metals and 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 they are lovely she does some really really good work with metals and very very impressive projects that um, she has been doing here in ghana and she's one of the people who, uh, who makes it stand out for me that i mean design is up, absolutely for for everyone these are the two people that um, whose names come to mind actually at this point as we speak about this and, and it really really um, stands stands out their work really stands out for me so simon's work simon charway i'm familiar with and he does really cool yeah symbol systems and he's working on a directory right now isn't he as well exactly yes so we're really looking forward to seeing what that is and his his instagram and and his website look really really great he keeps yeah. coming out with really cool symbols yeah <laughs> And what, what about Constance's work? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes. So, so, with, so with Constance, what she does is that she actually uses uh, metal. So she runs two things, actually, um, Ascent and Arts. And then she has a school called uh, DTI. So DTI is Design and Technology Institute. And at DTI, they teach you everything about uh, metal fabrication and how they are, u- they are using metals to make center tables, interior pieces, and the creativity at which they are doing this is one of the things that really amazes me. So, I mean, they are using metals all right, but the way they are using these metals for wall frames, for mirrors on the walls, for railings, for for almost anything at all that you could have in your house, they could actually kind of replicate with, with metal. And it is fascinating the kind of detail that she puts into the work that she she does. And it, it, it always stands out to me and it always inspires me about the possibilities of what a design mind or a creative mind can do. And share a link to her pages and you would love what you see. I mean, she has been a very strong industry player um, when it comes to using metal for any kind of any kind of work at all. So she uses metal for furniture, um, for gates, for for tables, for sculpting, and it is brilliant um, for balustrades to ascend your house and all of that. Yeah, and um, that is what Constance um, does. And I have been a keen follower of her work because of because of the detail she puts in the work she does. I can't wait to see that, and it's it's. Really, actually, cool that you mentioned metal. We had Farhia, Kashyap, and Grishon create during the urban residency with Kenya Lighting Industries metal seating, lighting, and basketball hoops. Oh wow! And you know the the stuff that you can do that they're doing with laser cutters is really incredible. You can go down to a millimeter and can cut down jewelry really, so it doesn't need to make well. That there's so much potential in these different manufacturing manufacturing industries and in connecting designers to different 
abilities and just making them aware of the opportunities that lay in industrial area because there are so many manufacturers who don't really have ideas for products and would kill for a designer to just come in and, and give them a few insights true. and ideas. True. That's really, really true. I think that, I mean, in these days, I remember I met someone who runs a, a furniture company. She does she does it with, with wood. Um, it's more of a wooden, a wooden furniture company. And she was actually trying to find a designer to be able to kind of design some of the furniture, the products and and and, uh, and all of that. And from the conversation with, with her, I noticed that it was really something that really, really paid attention to the fact that she could have a designer come up with concepts of, of the products that she wants uh, to be made. And so you are, you, are, you are so right about that. I think that um, the design element to most of these things uh, kind of changes things and makes things look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of design tools and resources, are there any absolutely essential and favorite design tools and resources that that you always go to or would recommend? Yes. So for me, I think that one major uh, resource for me as a designer is Behance. Behance, I think that's for every creative out there, you definitely need to have a Behance account and um, you need to be on Behance. It's a very good source of inspiration uh, for any creative at all, for any project that you're about to work on. Sometimes you can just even put together your mood board and starscapes off of Behance projects. And so for me, Behance, for me, I believe that whatever you feed into your system is what you're able to kind of uh, produce. And so for me, the feeding, what you feed into your system is a lot of times so much more important to me even than the tools that you use in creating them because I have actually come across people who use Paint, Microsoft Paint to even do some really cool digital arts and, and all of that. And so for me, it's more about where you find the, the inspiration and Behance is a very, very powerful tool. I think Pinterest comes in second because yes, that is where people uh, pin a lot of the things that interest them. And so it's open to, it also it opens your mind to some really, really good perspectives on projects that people have done. Dribble is also one of them. I think that these three channels as a designer, you need to be feeding yourself with content from these three platforms almost every single day of your of your life. Uh, you need to be feeding yourself with content. I mean, beyond that, yeah, the basic softwares at the Photoshops and then the, the illustrators, that kind of um, help you. And then simple platforms like Adobe Capture. I mean, if you're a creative, you could have Adobe Capture in your phone, on your phone. What that does help, what that helps you do is to be able to even capture elements. It helps you find fonts. It helps you put together patterns. It helps you with colors. I mean, our environment is made up of so much color that I mean, when you pick your Adobe Capture software, you open it and then you even scan the room that you're in. You realize that you'll be able to kind of sample so many colors um, um, as as well and so yes for me these are these are the 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 tools that I think that for every creative it's a good idea to have Adobe Capture is really good because it helps you pick a lot of things from around you and design is all around us so it helps you pick a lot of these things and then beyond that it's the ones that you feed yourself with I have to agree Adobe Capture and even Google Lens are very useful tools for yes Google Lens too 
I've seen insects on my balcony and I've taken a photo and Google Lens has just shown me immediately what the insect is. Well, it's incredible. So now you can find the insect and use it for inspiration. Maybe it holds some nice patterns, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Adobe captures a similar thing where, I mean, just out of objects that you're seeing, you're able to even form patterns out of them. So m- most of the tools you mentioned, Behance, Pinterest, Dribble, Adobe Capture, etc., are digital. What about some of your favorite analog tools? Mm, analog, analog. I mean, well, for, well, so for me, there's just one fundamental thing when it comes to analog. Uh, analog i'll just see a pencil and a sketchbook <laughs> and, and i say this because um so okay so i want to give a shout out to uh wildlife wildlife is 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 is, is, a, is a very small startup in ghana that sells sketchbooks for creatives yeah so for anybody who's looking for cool sketchbooks to buy as a creative wildlife uh, can get you can get you some really cool um uh, sketchbooks. So yes, for for analog tools, that is one of the tools that calls out to me is a sketchbook and a pencil. So for me, sometimes um, while while I work in town, sometimes I have a very small sketchbook that anytime ideas come up to me, I just open a very small one and then I put in sketches. When I come home, I have a bigger. Um, sketchbook where I kind of ideate. Sometimes there are just thoughts that are running through my head. There are shapes that are running through my head um, on the daily, and then I, I just put them on there. And what that does for me is that it kind of helps me speed up my delivery process because sometimes there are certain things that I have already kind of thought through and played around shapes like that. And so sometimes I just go back to my sketchbooks and then I reference. And so for me, the, I can't think of any other tool when it comes to analog than a sketchbook and a pencil. I, I have to say I've agreed uh, with, with that for a long time as well. Drawing on paper has something special to it. So, and, and thanks for, by the way, mentioning which which notebook and sketchbook you use because that was probably going to be my next question we've got a few favorite kenyan sketchbooks of our own uh aragati make really nice leather ones and wow there's too many to name but i'm currently using ones that i got from quote me at nairobi design week and the really cool cardboard bound ones so and and they've got nice brown paper so i wanted to ask you about your plans for the year you've got you've got a conference coming up so how can people be involved in that and where where can they find more information and what are what are your plans for the year beyond the conference okay so i will start with sharing some information about the conference so it's happening on the 30th of august not too far from today and you can find more information on it at www.dexartmosphere.org so dexartmosphere is d-e-x-a-r-t-m-o-s-p-h-e-r-e so it is the regular atmosphere but we decided to add an r because yes we like cool stuff (laughs) so yeah dexartmosphere.org uh, .org has all of the information about the event and also has the registration link. So you just hit the, the secure a slot or you hit the register button and then it will just take you to a form and then you can fill. Now, beyond that, um, typically we, we, we do, so in December, we call, we have an event called Space Bar. Now with Space Bar, yes, just like the traditional Space Bar, 
I know it sounds corny, but yeah, just like a, a, a traditional space bar, um, it's a moment of rest for all creatives. So we noticed that, I mean, for a lot of creatives, they are working all year round. December, they are working. January, they are working. Every month, they are working. So space bar is just an event where we tell all designers to drop whatever tools that they are using, hit the space bar, and then uh, do something fun. So last uh, two years space but we had a party it was a very uh, fun party last year we went on a trip to an outdoor gaming spot and then we had a lot of fun games we we wore ourselves out we, we exercised a lot we did a lot of uh, fun activities yeah, here and there. So every space bar kind of focuses on an activity that just gets designers to get away from their screens and just to have fun. So after atmosphere, it is highly possible that's the next thing that we are thinking about. And because of COVID, we are trying to see what measures we can put in place to make this happen. And so uh, space bar is definitely the next thing on uh, on our list. But before space bar, we will highly we will be testing out um, our design sensors. What we want to do is just kind of start um, gathering data on design in Ghana and we just want to we just want to see the numbers out there I mean what what are designers getting paid these days um, illustrators what are illustrators up to um, what are identity designers doing I mean just to kind of collect data all we want to do is just collect data raw data and share it with everyone who wants access to it to kind of interpret it in their own way and so uh, between now and the ending of the year it's the design census and it's a space bar mm-hmm. yeah the You've, you've told me about the design census before, and it's something we're really looking forward to seeing yeah. the, the pilot come out and to supporting it. And, and as well, there are some people in East Africa like Hava Fund and Hivos and several others who are doing great work in documenting the creative industries and providing useful data on the industries. And... We'd really love to support that as well. In that, that industry data is really, sure. the data gathering is really important. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And I mean, yeah, like in our conversations, I think that it will also be something good that uh, even Kenya can also try out. So, I mean, yes, we will um, want to also help. I mean, any other country that will also want to uh, do this as well. We, we will share our findings, our processes, and everything, that every resource that we used in putting together this whole thing, we are, we are documenting everything. So we'll share everything with uh, and I will design with as well. And anybody at all who wants uh, this information, we are definitely open to sharing it so that, I mean, we can all build um, the Af- African creative space. Yes. And if someone wants to see a design census, then I believe Design Week do a, do a good one of the design and creative industries. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the information that comes out can be very useful. And I also like how you have at your events, icebreakers such as console gaming and things that bring people more just to conversation over perhaps things that they already know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that seems a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, so that's one of the things. I mean, for us, it's not just about, even about just coming to learn, but finding other people that you can connect with. And sometimes that can even lead to future collaborations. I know a couple of people who came to DEX and became friends through events and have started businesses together. And for some have working on projects together. For some have become very, very good friends here and there. And so that's one of the things that was very important to us to have uh, different things that were kind 
kind of make people connect with one another. And so, yeah, these are some of the uh, things that really um, inspired some of these activities that we introduced. Really, really good to see that. And what these platforms, that's what it's about. It's about people sharing and being able to connect independently. You can come across a creative on a platform and you can reach out to them directly on Instagram if you're interested in working with them. Yeah. So who are, who are some of the speakers that you're going to have at this year's conference? Okay, so this year we have Sunita. Sunita runs... So Sunita runs Basecamp Initiative. Basecamp Initiative is a co-working space, right? Where you can, and it's for creatives. I mean, not every creative has an office. Mm-hmm. Just like those times when I used to work from a, a coffee shop, that's a place where you can go and sit and then and then do your design work um, as well. We have uh, Osman Chuma. So Osman Chuma is, 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 is a Zimbabwean business, South Africa. Um, he's one of the people I came across earlier this year and I loved all the projects that he had worked on. He's one of the best typographers that I have met and uh, he does some really good type. And so he's one of the speakers for this uh, event. We have Tunji. So Tunji is, is also a brand and information designer and he runs the collective Dear Designer in Nigeria. They also kind of do what we do here in Ghana. And we have Yabwating. Yabwating is also a creative director. She was part of, I think, the recent Young Women Lions in Cannes. I'm sorry, I've forgotten the the the, the exact name that she was in. The, she was at the Cannes Festival last year as part of, I think, ten women that were selected by by Cannes for for um, one of their initiatives. And we also have Nana Kedia. I mentioned Nana Kedia earlier. It's one of um, the well-known identity designers here in Ghana. He has worked with some of the major brands that we have here in this country, and he's also one of the speakers. So yeah, these are the speakers that we have for this particular edition. And we actually have a number of other people who will be sharing their portfolios as well. I mean, a lot of times we like to have portfolio sessions as well, just to kind of inspire um, people. And we have Kawazis has been designing cover arts for some of Africa's top musicians, like Wizkid and uh, Sakodi and uh, Stoneboy and a few others. And we have uh, we have uh, Yao. So um, Nana is a is a doctor, but he's also a 3D artist, and he does wonderful 3D work. And we love his work, and so he's one of the guys who'll be sharing his work, and he'll be telling us how he's able to combine being a doctor to all the 3D work that he has been uh, he has been doing. So yes, Nana will be on on on, on next to on next this year too. And then and then the last portfolio presenter who is definitely coming from. Kenya. We are also very um, excited. Well, maybe I can't mention the name yet because um, we probably haven't confirmed, so I don't want to. Um, but we are looking forward to having Wanjira Kinyu. I don't know if I mentioned it well, but we are looking forward to having her come and share her work. When we saw her work and I shared it with the team, they loved what they saw. And so we are looking forward to having her share her work as well on, 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 on Atmosphere. Yeah, those all sound really exciting. The stories from someone who designs album art and the other people you've mentioned, Jirak Tinyu as well, (laughs) from our community, Born on the Way on Instagram. And so before, before we wrap up and... I'm really looking forward to to this be, this conversation being flipped on your podcast now. 
Um, but definitely, and I want to hear all the stories. <laughs> <laughs> so before we do that, next time, have you got any questions for Nairobi Design Week for myself or for our community? And and perhaps when I when I either now I can answer them or put them out to the community for when I speak to you next time. Yes. So, I mean, what I'm going to do is, in fact, I'm not going to uh, go ahead of myself. I'm going to, I'm keeping all my questions for when we have our hours, but I'll definitely send questions ahead just to, just for you to kind of have an idea on the earth, a few things that I would want to, I'd want to find out, but I would want to say that great work you are doing there. I mean, I, when I, when I went onto the website and I took a look at the site and I was looking at the projects that uh, you have worked on and all of that, I was so impressed. Um, I was so impressed. In fact, I, I mean, I, I probably spent more than half of the day just coming through the website, just staring at stuff. I wasn't even really reading wow. much. But I was just watching projects, just watching, just watching projects that you had been doing. And I was so inspired. And um, for me, all I can say is I'm really looking forward to our conversation because I have a lot of questions to ask as well. And um, I'll share uh, most of these questions ahead. I think it's just a full-up questions that would be coming as the conversation goes back yeah um i would like to say that a great work with the community africa is where the best creatives live and i like the fact that you also believe in the fact that yes design started in africa and we hope that we all get to work together and then build a very strong community for africa that's that's a really thank you thank you for your kind words and we're really happy that the website is pre- proving useful and yeah. we're just reworking the website so we're going to add more community features and make it much more mobile friendly and people will be able to upload update their profiles from their phones so that should make it much more of a live experience as well in the in the coming few months yeah that's great I mean, we are also exploring some possibilities with our website that we are still we are still looking at. For now, majority of the work has been on our events website. Now we are now uh, trying to focus on building the community's website, and I'm sure we'll pick a, we'll pick um, some lessons from your website as well, and then incorporate in ours. <laughs> so I really appreciate your time. It's been really enlightening and it's been, yeah, it's been a great conversation just like the last one. Yes. Can't wait for the next one. Me too. Where can people, again, where can people find you? Where can people find your work and how, how can they be involved, etc.? Okay, so for me personally, so I'm going to share, share a few of the things that for me personally have been working. I am Daniel Ampofu.com. I am Daniel D A N I E L Ampofu E M P O F O dot com. So and and on and on my blog, I'm just sharing the real stories of designers and creatives in 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 Ghana and in, in Africa. So you can just check it out and read a few of the blog posts that I have made over there. And well, my agency is called 93 Studios. So 93, we do branding and advertising. 93 Studios, you can find 93 Studios on, on Instagram as well. And then our 93 Studios, our website is uh, N-I-N-E-T-Y and then the number three. So 93 and the studios, S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot cool so 93studios.co is for the for my for my uh, business 
website. So yes, I mean, I double as a creative director for, for 93 Studios. And so you find most of our works on, on, on our website. And my personal blog is iamdanielampofo.com. So I think that that's all I can share for now. And for Dex, yes, I, like I already said, you can register because we are doing it virtually. Everybody's invited. You can join in with your friends, share the links with your friends, and then have them join in, have them sign up at dexatmosphere.org. Uh, dexatmosphere.org. Yeah, thank you very much for this. I think the very last thing I will want to say is that um, Africa is where the best creatives live. And so we need to keep sharing our work with the world. It's very important to me, whether in Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria, whatever country that you're in, whatever work you do, put it out there, share it with the world. Hashtag African creatives, African designer, African design. Put it all out there so that when people are looking they can find the brilliant ways that African creatives are doing. And that is what I would want to use to end this podcast. Thank you. African design to the world. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah.